Hello, everyone. It is week 13 in Major League Soccer, and you're watching ID Sport. We have time for just a quick run through of the news and notes around U.S. and Major League Soccer from the week. Then we're going into our match predictions for week 13. Of course, you can go to idsports.com, read our article. I put one out every week. It's mind dropping as soon as we're done recording, which will be on Wednesday, the 28th. So check that out. It gives my best sports book picks of the week. Not all, not the best chances to win, but the best chances plus the best odds to make sure money is going to be in your pocket. We're here today with Alex. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Well, Bob, we're going to start calling you underdog Bob because I know you love the underdogs with betting. So I'm going to, I was going to call you underdog Bob. How's that sound? You know, there, there, there's not a lot of money to be made with these heavy favorites. So you really got to find an underdog or a team with really good betting odds who you think has a good chance of winning. I got them again this week, and I'll tell you what, over 13 weeks of the Major League Soccer season, we're up 27.19 units. That's almost two units a week. Alex, if anyone in NFL, MLB was having this kind of streak, you'd see him on ESPN on the front headline news. MLS doesn't get any credit for what we're doing. I am a 40... Uh, three and 42 in predicting outcomes, which is just slightly over five, uh, 50%. But when you get the two to one, the three to one, the four to one odds, and you're cashing out on those, you're making some money, Alex. <laughs> the numbers don't lie, as, as people say. Let's, let's get some into news. some. Yeah, let's talk about some news before we start some talking news. about I'll stop your, patting myself face. on the back here for a minute. Yeah. Mark Anthony K was traded, and we have a lot of movings around Major League Soccer. Let's hear about a couple of them, Alex. Well, the, this move raised a lot of eyebrows. Let's talk, let's talk about LFC, LAFC real quick. They got Walker Zimmerman. They paid, what, 250000 and they get sold him for five hundred. They doubled their money. Uh, Mark Anthony Kay was playing in Louisville in the USL when they acquired him for a five-figure fee. And now to see him get traded. He's one of the best midfielders and one of the better midfielders in uh, Major League Soccer in the last few years. To see him now get getting a $1 million GAM deal from Colorado Rapids now with Kellen Acosta, the rebirth, what a midfield. That's going to be Major League Soccer with Robin Frazier. Think about now the money they made on that deal on Mark Anthony K. A great player, but like the Patriots, once you get in your late 20s, you're going to ask for more money and maybe a decline starts to happen, you're gone. Oh. He's got plenty of soccer left. He's still going to be one of the top midfielders in the game. He's looking for a raise. I think he's making about 250K. He's going to make more in Colorado. LAFC with the salary cap. Listen, they got hurt with COVID. They couldn't sell Diego Ross. They didn't get enough offers because of COVID. European teams just aren't spending. They got hurt with Brian Rodriguez. I think yep. they thought they were going to lose both. They sell both to make a hefty fee and got, bring in more younger guys. It didn't happen. This deal makes a lot of sense for me for the business side of the LFC. Now, midfield-wise, they got Blessing. They got a Twisted. They got Sean Fuetos. I'm expecting Janela to get some big minutes. They get the youngster. They're really high on Bryce Duke might start getting some time. Again, LFC is going to spend some money. I wouldn't be surprised if they're bringing them on the midfield. I know they're linked with a Colombian forward. I think Christian Arango is his name. He's supposed to be a really good goal scorer. Telling me that either Rossi, Rodriguez, Vela. Somebody up Vela's not leaving, but somebody's got to go up front. I assume Diego Rossi's going to go eventually. I mean, he was linked to Fiorentina, and all of a sudden COVID hit. So yeah. they're going to make money on that. And this guy steps as another forward. That's great. And we just talked about their midfield. It's not that bad without, yeah. you know, without... See, Fuentes at Tuesta blessing. Okay, yeah, sign me up. That's still Janelle, top five I'm, and, in and, 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 and Janela, I think they're expecting more out of him. I'm expecting him to get some big minutes, and he's going to get an opportunity here. Business-wise, great move by LFC. Colorado-wise, big. they're not traditionally big spenders. To them, to make this kind of move tells me they're serious about winning. And in the top four, I think, in the West right now, getting this midfield combination of Acosta... And Mark Anthony, even though they're going to be missing games in Gold Cups, they're going to be missing games with national team World Cup qualifiers in the fall. It's okay. 
down. This is a this is a I think it's a win win for everybody. Did Colorado overpay a little bit? Maybe, but they are now more legit. I think they have a shot at a home field advantage in the first round of playoffs making this kind of move. They get any consistent more goal scoring up front. Look out for Colorado at a high altitude out there. And again, LAFC, they got some money to spend. You know they're going to do it. They're going to be right back where they are. Kellen Acosta and Mark Anthony K. We're going to talk about that a little later in uh, the week today, Alex. Any other news around Major League Soccer? I mean, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of you know the transfer window is about to sign. And Austin FC just signed a guy from St. Petersburg is uh, a Champions League experience. The Argentina, the name escapes me off the bat. Uh, he's supposed to be, I think, it was a top five goal scorer in the Russia League, which is, I mean, can we compare MLS? Okay, we can compare the two leagues. If he's a top five scorer in that kind of league, he's going to be a top five scorer here. Austin gets a Big-time goal score front, that's going to be good. I understand Portland just signed a uh, forward from uh, Columbia. Portland now looking, trying to make some make some noise, get back in a, a, a positive sign in the playoff race, try to get a home field advantage and try to get in the top four. They've off to a slow start. That was a good move by them. The Red Bulls, Struber announced the other day, they're, tr- they're going to sign a, a center back. They just want the right one, not just a panic move. So expect just before the end of the deadline day, the Red Bulls to get that needed center back with the Aaron Long injury. Sean Nealis has been out. Edwards now is banged up. The, the, the Reyes wants out. Looks like he's going to Cyprus. So those are some of the moves going on. A Philadelphia just signed two South American uh, midfield and forward combinations under yeah, yeah. 23. There's a lot of big news going on in MLS. A lot of young players coming. Atlanta, a $15 million transfer for another Argentine from uh, Vela Sarsfield is coming in. Uh, it's just every day. It's like more big news, Absolutely. more young players. I, I and think it's fantastic to talk about. For me, the, the Atlanta signing is going to be a big news because um, they just fired their coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and he coached the young Argentine who should be coming up. So that's going to be big news. Um, I also want to know what happens with Austin FC. We're going to have to have those guys on here again. I pulled it up. There's a, a Senegal youngster, uh, Gite, DJ. Yes, he's, he's, also, yeah. he's one of them. And the other one was going to be, uh, by the name of. Dreesy D-U, I can't pronounce the name, but he's, he's from St. Petersburg. He's kind of easy. Yes, 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 yes. The, the kid from Zenit. Yes. So we're he's gonna an, see how those fit in. Those are two guys who can slot right in. You know, no one's scoring in Austin, so those are going to be two starters uh, quite soon. Um, the other uh, player's name is Sebastian Dreesi. R-U-I-S-S-I. We're going to get pronunciations on those before we talk about them for real. But these are going to be guys who are going to come. Uh, Cecilio Dominguez that doesn't have a spot in Austin FC next month. I think we we know that experiment's over. So let's get into some game recaps, Alex, because it you was it. a fun week. First one, uh, Chicago Fire hosted Toronto FC. I put my money on Toronto FC plus 200, meaning more than double. You're going to triple your money, double your bet back in winnings. The result, a 2-1 Toronto win. Chicago did lead the game 56% possession and 31 shots. However, the difference was uh, defense and goalie play. Uh, Bono's been standing on his head for Toronto this season. I think that is going to be a bright star for them moving forward. Um, one of the bright spots of this season. And, uh, okay, I'll take my money, Alex. Yeah, because, well, it's back. I mean, you know, you know he's out the door, seems smiling. He's back. Things look at ter- uh, Toronto. I would start looking at them to start making some money. I'm expecting them to start moving up in the standings after the really slow start and the firing of Chris Armis. They start, uh, they start really look like they're firing on all cylinders. Chicago, I think the coach, uh, Wiki, had a family emergency, so there's something going on there. I, I have a hard time figuring out Chicago. The players, I talk about this every week. I like the, I like their roster. They're just not winning, and they just the games they score three goals, they give up three or four, and they lose games one nothing. So I can't figure them out. You know, they playing in Soldier Field, and it's just it's just weird for me seeing the Chicago Fire the way they are right now. 
Now, this was a week of good central attacking play. We're not even going to touch FC Dallas and what Ricardo Pepe did getting his hat trick. I think the fastest and the youngest ever in Major League Eddie gets Soccer. A five -year, Eddie gets a five-year contract, looks like, from FC Dallas. Smart move right there. But let's talk about another attacker, this one on the other side of his career, and that's uh, Robert Wood from the uh, RSL who beat up on the Colorado Rapids. I took Colorado last week. They lost 3-0 in a game. I just got flat out wrong. Bobby Woods is back. Got a goal. Yeah, I, you know, this is the Rocky Mountain Cup rivalry game. I think we talked about that. So I wasn't a, I don't like betting those kind of games because it's a rivalry. Sometimes you can throw the records out the window. In this case, this is exactly what happened. Yep. Uh, Real, it, listen, Real Salt Lake, they're at home. You know, I know Colorado plays home. They're, st they're still tough out to there. And, you know, just like you mentioned, uh, what's his face? Bobby Wood getting on the scoreboard and Rubin is still scoring. Mm -hmm. I will. They, they got, they got, Krylik is still there. I mean, they got, they, they got, I don't know if you saw the first goal they gave up, the like Yarbo gave up. A, what a blooper goal that was to, to give. Once he gave up that goal, you knew Royal, Royal State Lake was going to cruise in this game. I mean, that, that was the that was that. Uh, now Colorado didn't have Acosta. That's a big difference for them right now. The rebirth of Acosta is really helping that team. Um, I really wouldn't be scared uh, taking Colorado going forward. It just happens. There's a rivalry game on the road in a tough place. Sometimes this happens, and they pick the wrong night to play a bad game. Absolutely. You're talking about picking the wrong night to play a bad game. Philadelphia Union was supposed to beat up on Inter-Miami in Miami this weekend. Uh, Philadelphia Union was plus 165 in the sportsbook, so actually kind of an underdog. That's very odd to see. The result was a 1-1 draw, and I chalked this one up to just urgency. You saw Philadelphia was just going around, having a day, kicking the ball back and forth. You got to take the opponent in front of you seriously, at least until you put one or two in the back of the net. Philadelphia did not do that. Shabilko did tie the game with a late uh, like point-blank tap-in coming in the 86th minute. It wasn't enough. And we lost a very disappointing bet. Yeah, there's one thing I want to talk about this. I saw on Twitter, uh, Gonzalo Higuain. There is a video in this game, the 35th minute, where he's at his 35-yard line. The ball's on, he's on the right wing, and the ball's on the left wing, and he's walking, and he's walking past midfield, into the opponent's field, into the 35-yard line, and then there's a light jog. It's the 35th minute in the first half. This is not a Sunday league that me and Bobby used to play in indoors somewhere. You could, you know, put hands on the hips and walk. In. I ran this all night. I would like you to know. This guy is $7.5 million, and he's really literally playing, looking like he's playing with a cigarette in his mouth. I mean, that was embarrassing. I mean, seriously, you, you can see it on Twitter. It's it, it just, it's sad. It's sad to see. I mean, Miami still no home wins. I know they signed uh, uh, Ventura Alvarado, the ex-U.S. national team. Mexico. Uh, he played in the Mexican league. He's been, I don't know where he's been lately, but is that going to make a difference to me? No. Uh, they, they gotta they, they gotta blow that thing up. I'm sorry. Two wins, three draws, yeah. eight yeah. losses. They have ten goals scored this season. That is absolute. Well, actually, it's it's tied with Austin for the least. Let, and, let me ask uh, you a question, Bob. Yeah. You could you could you could pick any player on Miami starting the team. Who would you take? Or you would take nobody. Think about it. Lewis Morgan. I mean, the maybe. <sighs> That's a tough you, one. You take one player. Just one. Take an intermediate player. It's going to be a difference maker on your team. Go ahead. Yeah, you got to think about it. That's, yeah, that's yeah, my point. Yeah, I, I, I do. I know, I know who it is, though. It's a very yeah. easy one. It's Lewis Morgan. That's what I'm saying. Other than that, there's a really – on that roster in Major League Soccer, who do you want? Think about it. They got to blow that up. There's no other way around. I'm sorry, David Beckham. I know you're a genius making money. You're a great soccer player. You're sure you made a lot of money investments. You can't you can't hit to this, and it's not been good for you. And I really think sometimes you got to admit fault. You can't outspend teams blindly and expect to win. You got to spend smartly in Major League Soccer. You got, you're learning the hard way. You got to blow it up and start again. I'm feel sorry for the Inter Miami fans because with the penalties they have and the DPs they got locked in from Pizarro yeah. to Higuain, 
the Matuti. I mean, the, these guys, they should, they should not be even playing in MLS right now, let alone being uh, designated players. I think a lot of people out there might say they would take Gregore on their team, but in, in order okay. for that to happen, you would need the ref to hand in his cards. So <laughs> yeah. that's not happening either. Let's yeah. finish up with our my final of the fourth I wrote about in my article, which is also my win of the week. Let me hit that again. There we go. Okay. Seattle Sounders host Sporting Kansas City. I had Sporting Kansas City plus 190 as the away favorite. And uh, hey, we won. Without Polito, Johnny Russell and Daniel Shallowy stepped up. Both scored goals. I said if they did that, they needed that to happen. Um, Kiri Shelton was not a liability up top. And uh, get a 3-1 win. Yeah, Seattle's, you know, the goal cup and injuries, they just lost. And this is what, their second loss now of the season? They'll be taken. fine. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be fine. It just again, Sporty Kansas City. I think you've seen the last of Buzio. I think he'll be gone after the probably announcement mid once they're the Gold Cup's over. Sporty Kansas City still is still just they're they're one of the elite teams in 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 the league. Going on the road and winning Seattle, even with that, even without all those guys in Seattle to get that kind of win, big win by Sporty Kansas City. Peter Vermes and, and the company, they just I say talk about it every week. They just know how to win and they know how to do it right in Major League Soccer without outspending everybody else. They just they they know how to put a great product on the field year in and year out. And again, it's hard to bet against Sporting Kansas City week in, week out. This is a tough game. I didn't I, I talked about it last week. I didn't like it as much as Bob did, but Bob nailed it right there. They came out with a three one win and you gotta take Sporting Kansas City seriously going the rest of the way. We're gonna talk about them every week. Betting wise, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sum up the season of what Sporting Kansas City has going on, right? Busio. He's getting sold, but he missed this game. Look right. at their midfield. Roger Espinoza, Walter, Gadi Kinda, and then Kinda came off and Ilya Sanchez came on. Like, that's that's ridiculous in Major League Soccer in 2020. Just a wealth, wealth of riches in the midfield. They're not getting any younger. They're going to need to address that, maybe get some some younger blood, some, some super subs up into that system. But I absolutely love what they're putting together in this season so far. Yeah, what's not to like about Sporting Kansas City? They're going to be in, tough out in the playoffs. Nobody wants to play them in the West. I'll tell you right now, nobody. Alex, you ready to talk about Week 14 Major League Soccer? Let's hit it. Okay, let's get into it. There are four games that I picked for my article. We're going to talk a little bit about each one of those as they come up. Let's start with New York City FC hosting the Columbus Crew. My pick for this win is the Columbus Crew. Do I think the Columbus Crew are going to win this game? Possibly. But here's the deal. It's plus 500. On a dollar bet, you would win $5 and cash out $6. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous odds. This is disrespectful for me for the Columbus crew. Now, Columbus, let's not sugarcoat it. They're in a bad situation. Um, they won two of their last three games. They're unbeaten in six straight, but they got a lot of players missing. NYCFC, on the other hand, they've just been missing something. Um, and that's why I have to say Columbus crew, they have a chance. I would say 40% chance of winning this game outright. But the five to one on it just—it's ridiculous, Alex. I don't know how Vegas is allowed to do this criminal uh, adjustment here. I, I don't understand the odds, but let me tell you something. If New York City is playing the Yankee Stadium after I saw that five nothing drubbing of Orlando, who didn't have Nani, who didn't have uh, DK, who didn't have Pereira? Let's you know, let's get that. You know, they're still they got a nice bench, but it was close. But then they got blown out in the second half. When you play in that band box in New York at NYCFC in the Yankee Stadium. The traditional soccer, it's not traditional soccer. I don't care what anybody says. It's like playing 14 on 14 on a regular field. It's like Too playing like, a, like a, at so five where you're so, playing. So that's uh, why I don't, I, that's yeah. why I don't, Futsal. you know, I don't, I, to me to take a road team in this, notwithstanding, you know, if they're healthy, I would take Columbus easily. I think Columbus, Columbus, full roster is full. Columbus to me is still the better team. Having Zardis out and it's going to be, you know, 
I don't know, Bob. If anything, I'll do the Columbus. Five and, to and one. The, so so he, here's, the, here's the deal. If yeah, we're talking know, about but, from a betting standpoint, if yeah, they play yeah. this game six times, does Columbus win one? I would do the double chance of this one. I would whiz out and take a little less odds to do the Columbus in the time. I, I will out. not. I'm taking Columbus Crew. And there's sure. one reason. is because Columbus Crew, yes, they're missing Jesse's artist, but they have someone better. They have the NYCFC yeah, Slayer himself, Bradley Wright Phillips, on the roster. Yes. Now, on. Let me tell you, New York City, if you, any of you guys listen, why are you not playing Andrade more? I know Castellanos just scored. He hasn't scored in a while. Why is that Brazilian kid not on the field more? Someone needs to explain this to me. I don't understand it. He needs the to be playing. The kid, uh, yeah. now NYCFC uh, yeah. is missing some big pieces. The uh, yeah. Manio is out. They have uh, Sean Johnson is out. James Sands is out, who's been having yeah. a great season. Mm. Um, Herbert is out. So they got a decimated roster themselves. Again, they're used to playing on a kid's middle school size field, and that's part of it. But I think Columbus Crew can definitely take it to him this week. Great odds. Bradley Wright Phillips, my player of the week. Let's move on and talk a little bit about Atlanta United. That's exciting, right, Alex? They got what, like at least eight ties on the, on the year and played out of 14 games, something like that. I think them in Nashville and I think Houston, they all have like the massive amount of ties. So if you're ever betting, they screw you because unless you take the tie, more than half the time, they're tying. So that's two me, wins, this, eight draws, five yeah. losses so far this season yeah, for Atlanta yeah. United. Now, yeah, this match, Orlando City hosting Atlanta United, features two teams that have been decimated with injury and international duties as of late. Atlanta United can't spiral forever, but I think Orlando will have enough to take care of them at home this week. Um, I, I Yeah, I agree with you on this one. I do. But again, the tie thing with Atlanta, it drives you nuts. I mean, it does. Betting-wise, if you look at it, the ties drive you nuts. Uh, last week, Orlando didn't have Nani. I don't know what the status is in this game. That that could be a big difference. If he's playing, I would 1,000% load up on Orlando City. That means you know, he had an extra week of rest if he didn't play last week. He's out and DK's out. I'd have to see the lineup, but Atlanta to me, they're still in the process of you know finding their real coach. I know the guy, the interim coach there. They you know, yeah. like they just they're linked with the uh, uh, Barco. Argentina was just eliminated from the Olympic State, so Barco's on his way back with the other fifteen million dollar transfer fee kid they just picked up. Looks like he's about to sign uh, Almada. I think his name is. You know, I, I'm not expecting him to play this weekend. I'm sure there's some kind of quarantine coming from Asia into the country, so I don't think he, I would expect him to play on the road. Orlando City. At home, yeah, I would, with confidence, I would take this. Just watch out for Nani. If he's not playing, I may want to eh, not bet as much money on it, but uh, Orlando should win this game. Yeah, Nani is going to be 50-50. Uh, the coach just came out this past uh, today and said it was going to be a game-time decision. Hopefully, he'll go. But let's talk about the roster build of these two teams because that's really where it separates. Um, Orlando has 14 players with at least 500 minutes played, and Atlanta has almost 13 with 500 minutes played. Those are great numbers. You'd be like, wow, a lot of players getting involved. That's fantastic, right? Well, wrong, because it's for two different reasons. Orlando is heavily rotating their players, giving their starters a break, trying new formations, trying new things. You got coach Oscar Pereja, who will just throw a lineup out there here. Where Here's what we're going with today and surprise everyone, the fans, the other team. Atlanta United has started that many different players because they can't figure it out. So um, when we talk about depth, Orlando absolutely has it for me. Um, they are actually top five in substitutions used and top 10 in minutes per substitution. They are getting guys involved at all uh, uh, parts of the game. They're bringing in subs who can make a difference. I think it was the average sub is getting, I believe it's 23 minutes, which is a significant amount of time on Orlando. And I think that's the reason Orlando is going to win. They're better equipped to deal with missing players. 
I, I, the roster is definitely nothing. To, there's no argument here. Again, Nani's such a difference maker. That's the only question mark I have. But I'm still, I'm, I'm going to go with you. So I'm taking Orlando. Let's move on to talk a little bit about FC Cincinnati. They are hosting DC United. FC Cincinnati had an interesting week, not because of their play, but because a friendly was announced. Uh, no, not a friendly, actually. The World Cup qualifier between the United States and Mexico. That game is going to happen later this year. Um, and that is going to be a huge game. It's going to be a huge party. I, I wish I could make it down to Cincy. I'm not ruling it out yet, but it's probably not looking great either. No wins in their last five matches for FC Cincinnati, not giving their fans anything to be excited about. DC United, on the other hand, has been hot and cold. They beat Red Bull 1-0 in a game they should have lost. They uh, beat Toronto 7-1 in there somewhere. And it's just, you know, Cincinnati is trending down. And DC United is, they're hard to bet. They're they're scattered. They're all over the place, Alex. Who are you taking uh, in this to game? Me, to me, DC United, the players, they're... They, they're all in. They've bought in Yeah. Uh, what is doing over there. He's, what a hell of a job he's done walking when the disaster Ben Olsen left him. I mean, really. And now you've seen Kamara starting to score. I mean, last year, I don't know where he was, but this year, I think he's got more goals this year than he has last year, if I'm not mistaken already. Yeah. I could be wrong, but uh, Cincinnati, I, you know, you signed a lot of guys. You got some names. And, uh, Brenner, is he really is he scoring the goals as, as, as you thought he would? Probably not. No. So, I mean, Hard I, to me, again – I know underdog Bob loves DC United, and I'm going to have to agree with him on this one. I can't bet Cincinnati yet. I, I, I just don't see them coming out of here with like a posi- like just playing positively to beating DC United in their system. DC United is a very difficult team. They remember they beat New York City beginning in the year. They, they know how to defend. They know how to hit you on the counter. Yep. I would expect no different in this game. They're going to nail Cincinnati on the counter one time, and they're going to make them pay and pay heavily. I'm, ex- I'm taking DC United in this one. I will take DC United. They're getting plus 135, which is pretty good odds for um – you know, for Major League Soccer, it's a little better than a 50-50 shot there, and you're getting paid heavily. Um, I also love Ola Kamara to score this week. FC Cincinnati's giving up over two goals per game. So DC United is going to hope this looks a lot closer to their 7-1 win than their 1-0 win of just last week. But it's going to be an interesting game. And this is not, you know, two rollover teams. There, There's a lot of players. You're going to watch some soccer. And, and you know, I like to, 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 to say... FC Cincinnati is not a boring team to watch. They're, no, they're not playing at all. good games. Not at all. FC they're Cincinnati just, versus DC missing, United. To me, Cincinnati just missing one thing, but that one thing is nobody can figure out. From the fans to to the all the podcast people to the experts, so far, no one can figure it out. They're missing one little thing. I don't know what it is. They spend the X money. factor. They, they, whatever it is, they spend money. They want to win, and it's it's not working. They got a, the state of the art, maybe the best stadium in MLS right now. They have fanatical fan base. I mean, what's what's not to like about Cincinnati and their fan base in that stadium right now? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's stadium, you can't get any better. You can't get any better in this league. They're just they're missing something. I don't know what it is. I hope they figure it out because it would be a lot of fun to see Cincinnati in that that crowd in that stadium to be a, an MLS Cup contender would be great for really. For me. If you asked me at the beginning of the season, what game could you skip over? I'd say, oh, FC Cincinnati, DC United is going to be boring. Now, this no. is like a game I have circled yeah, on my map. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah I want to watch this. No, this like, listen, we just talked DC United is a tough out, man. They, that, Lasada has got them running, and they're going to be a, they're a problem to play against. You don't want to play. They're annoying. They know how to park the bus. They know how to hit you on the counter. They got a lot of young guys. Paredes is playing well. Uh, Donovan Pines now on the U.S. Nash team. They got some young guys that could run, and they're athletic and got some really good ability and some skill. They're a tough out. DC United is a team you do listen. You're not walking in there thinking you know you're going to get a result. Sometimes thinking like the old DC the last few years, you're going to just walk in and roll over, roll over. 
that DC Knight does not roll over anymore right now under Masada. I can tell you, you that got right Kamara, now. you got Paul Ariola, you, you got my new favorite guy, uh, Nigel Robertha, who's been pretty good since coming in the league. Two goals already. So we're going to move on and talk about one of the last games of the week, and that is Austin FC hosting the Colorado Rapids. We talked about Colorado before, and we're not going to get to see Mark Anthony Kay and Kellen Acosta pair up this week. They're both on international duty. But now, what you will see... Bob, I don't want to interrupt you, but they both lose tomorrow, which is possible. Canada loses to Mexico. U.S. loses to Qatar. I can't imagine with COVID restrictions that they would be back in that short of time. Well, I could they're be in wrong. the United States. They're in the United States. There should be no... You know what I'm saying? If they're vaccinated, there should be no... I'm just saying they may be maybe available. Jet lag, the they'll be jet lagged. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> I'm just saying it is possible. I'm going to say you're not going to see that yeah. pairing yeah. for a full yeah. 90 either. Yeah, right? it was, uh, 100%. However, yeah, 100%. I agree. What you will see is Austin FC playing their fifth straight at Q2 Stadium. Um, that new stadium smell has sorely wore off. Um, in fact, in their last four home games, Austin FC has only four goals all against the Portland Timbers. They've played three shutouts in the last four weeks at home. So I'm absolutely taking Colorado Rapids, and it's just because of skill. They're just a flat-out better team. Until Austin gets a goal scorer, I see some consistent goal scoring. I am not touching them. I'm sorry, home or away. I need to see more consistent goal scoring. A main guy up front to score now. We just talked about the St. Petersburg, the the Argentine that plays in Russia, and they got the other kid they just signed – uh, forgot his name. It's tough to pronounce. Hopefully, one, both, if at least one of them can come in and be the double-digit scorer, they desperately need to be taken seriously to make a playoff push to get into the playoffs. They need goal scoring for that. And again, that team, that fan base, if they can get good with a big-time score up front, look out. I mean, they they they're really missing one big piece up front. If they can get it, Austin FC is not that is not that far away from being a playoff team. Absolutely. Whether it's we're talking about uh, Musa Jite or any of the yes. new players in Major League Soccer, we're going to have them right here at ID Sports. Before they play their first game for these teams, we're going to have the information on them. We'll do a little player profiles like we did in the preseason for some of the new names around the league. Alex, do you have anything to uh, leave us with today? Well, next week we are going to know who the Gold Cup champion is, and we will lightly discuss it based on what happened. If U.S. gets eliminated in the semifinals, they're probably not going to talk about it to go cup final next week, to be honest with you. But listen, the transfer is about to end. You can see a lot of big news in MLS uh, the next few days. I think August 5th, if I'm not mistaken, is the transfer deadline in MLS. So something is going yeah. to happen. We didn't, you know, mentioned a whole bunch of guys already signed. It's going to keep going. We're going to talk about it here. Uh, now, betting-wise, once the Gold Cup ends, until you start seeing World Cup qualification and you know stuff like that, you can start consistently smooth sailing, but we're skipping those ahead. Wednesdays. We're skipping yes. those Wednesday games, man. Yeah. <laughs> ties. Squad. Everywhere. Yeah. Avoid, avoid Houston, Atlanta, and Nashville. Eight ties each. It's a problem. Yeah. Thank you for joining us here at ID Sports. <laughs> <laughs>